0: Hey, everyone. My name is Jared Milkey. And I am Seth Horst. Welcome to Copy That Radio. Seth and I are both retired, air quotes retired, we still have jobs and careers, first responders. I retired from the fire service and Seth retired from law enforcement. Boom, a cop and a firefighter in the same room. Telling stories.
1: Ah, Love it. So our goal here is to share stories. Uh, We call it the ones we couldn't tell. Um, We're sharing stories to try to bridge that gap between the public and
0: first responders. That is correct. Yeah, we believe there's a lot of um, misconceptions about first responders and what they experience, what that life is like. Our goal is just to get the stories out there so people have a better understanding. And it's also fun for us. It is. Talking to our old people. And therapeutic. Yeah, it's very therapeutic. Uh,
1: We should warn you, some of these stories are explicit in nature. There will be swearing, um, sometimes gore, uh, other inappropriate content. So it is not kid-friendly.
0: Yes, not kid-friendly. So our goal is not to reach kids. Like I said, it's to reach adults and present these stories and this life, what it's like to live that life to the public.
1: Well, that's all. Enjoy the show. Thank you. I got it. We're we're recording. I didn't know if that was a metaphor at first, like my son dropped a basket on me, but no, he literally dropped a basket on your face.
2: He literally dropped a giant, like a three foot tall by three-foot-wide basket that weighs like seven pounds from nine feet onto my face. Okay.
1: I bet that <laughs> felt I'm, good. I don't, I'm curious how the setup happened, but I, maybe I can just leave that to my imagination.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was oh. in the attic, and I ah. was getting something down, and I he just you. knocked it over, and I didn't even see it coming. Dang.
1: Oh, man. Surprise strike to the head with a basket. That's even worse. All right. I'm going to
0: interrupt yeah. this storytelling, and we're going to run Kara's intro real quick. Oh, good idea. Hey, everybody. This is my friend Kara. Kara Hahn. We grew up together in Central Florida, and we worked together for years at the fire department, both uh, just at the same stations, and then she was actually my boss for, like, what, a couple years, maybe? I don't know how long that was, for a while. That's got to be a hard job. I have told, this is a side note, I've told Seth some of our stories about growing up and things we used to do, so he's going to ask you some questions. Just get ready for those memories. Um, But Kara is now a battalion chief, still works in Central Florida, and how long have you been on?
2: How long have I been on the fire department? Yep. Twenty one years full time.
0: Dang, and you were a third or fourth generation firefighter? Fourth. Fourth. Yeah, that's wow. awesome. Fourth. And you I know your grandfather and your dad were both chiefs. Was your great grandfather chief? Yep. Yeah, so you're in a steady line US. of fire chiefs. That's awesome.
2: Dang. Yep. And then my uncle was uh one of the first one of, in one of the first paid fire departments in um Pennsylvania too. My my what would been my great great uncle.
3: Wow.
1: Do you have any uh, I'm assuming you do, any memorabilia throughout the generations?
2: I do, but it's somewhat limited because um my grandfather had it all and you know, even he's still alive, he's eighty eight, but he when he moved from Pennsylvania, he kinda of purged everything and like gave everything away before we could get to it to steal it to, you know, keep it all. Yeah. And I was like, Grandpa, where's this? And he's like, Oh, I gave all that stuff away. Dang
0: it. <laughs> I'd be, knocking, I'd be going up there knocking on doors. Yeah.
2: Well, hey, listen, I I have thought about it because, like, even his old helmets and stuff, like, he gave them all away to the people in the department, you know, because yeah. it's an old volunteer department. Sure. And uh, he left a lot of it where I would have loved to have had it. So I thought about saying, like, hey, can I get that from you? <laughs>
0: do yeah. Do they still do their annual auction?
2: They do. They do all that stuff still, just, like, the gun raffle.
0: Yeah, there's a big and, gun raffle at the Rocky Grove Fire Department in Pennsylvania. If anybody yeah. ever wants to donate. That's cool. Enter. I was born
2: in That's Pennsylvania. Right.
1: I, li- I lived there till I was nine. Yeah. Easton, Pennsylvania. Wow.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure. Where, where's Easton? What side is that?
1: Uh, it's near the Delaware river. I know that. Um, not sure.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. It's so Rocky Grove and, uh, that side where I was born up there, lived there till I was five is, um, on the Western side about, about an hour and a half North of Pittsburgh.
1: Okay. Yeah. I guess Easton would be probably the Eastern side then, I guess. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. That's cool. I had this image when yeah, that would be so cool to have like the four generations of helmets. You know, yes, on, like a I shadow mean, box yeah, or something, a big would, shadow really box. That'd be would so be cool. Awesome.
0: Yeah, that would be sweet. Yeah. Is your Do you know if your great grandfather's helmet still exists?
2: I have no idea. I sh- I'll ask grandpa. I mean, I can ask him, but he's gonna. I'm sure he's gonna give me that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I got rid of it years ago. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that sounds right. Sounds like yeah. a normal grandpa thing. Right. Well, Kara, we brought you on today just to uh, tell stories. We don't have a specific agenda for this episode, but you and I have done some crazy things together, both in and out of the fire department, and that's what we're doing here. We're just sharing stories of first responders with the public. Um, I was hoping to get some dirt on Jared, so she has some. You know, anything you can,
1: right. Anything you can offer up would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, let's let's go into this concussion thing. You mentioned uh, your son dropped a basket on your face and gave you another concussion. How many concussions have you had, Kara?
2: Oh man, I don't know three before this for sure. Um, two involved surfboards with large gashes to my skull and a lot of bleeding, mm-hmm. and one involved a real stupid CrossFit workout from years ago, which you'll you'll think is funny. They, um, I was doing this phase where I said no matter what CrossFit.com posted, I was going to do that workout regardless of what it was yeah, or when, if I wanted to. That's when we weren't friends for it.
0: a while. Because she yeah. was doing CrossFit? She tried to make me do those workouts. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I, the workout for that day was to do a burpee and to jump and touch a plate above your head. And you were supposed to secure this plate with like rope, whatever. And so it was supposed to be six inches above your reach. Um, when you were standing, like with your arm extended. So I secured it with like just a ton of twine. It had like 20 rolls, <laughs> like 20 wraps of twine. And it was only a two and a half pound plate. So it wasn't, it wasn't like heavy. And I think I had to do like a hundred burpees to jump and touch. And I got on like number 75 or 80. And as I jumped up to touch it, I went back down. And as I was jumping back up, so like coming from the ground, oh. that twine broke and that just a, a two and a half pound plate coming straight down, got me on the skull, man, and just split my head wide open. Did you bleed? <laughs> the, oh, yeah, the skull bleeds like crazy. <laughs> I just started pouring blood. My kids were real little at the time. Ty was back there with me. <laughs> uh, Ty and Zachary were both back there with me. They were probably like three. And uh, I just started pouring blood, down and I just grabbed it, you know, grabbed my face and my head, and tried to stop it. And I actually had on white shorts, so like blood was just pouring down oh, my body God. and in my what shorts. Was this plate hanging. It's thing? always. What's that?
0: What was it hanging from? Twine. It
2: was hanging from the pull-up bar. Uh,
0: Remember those pull-up bars house? behind my. So house? Reno Springs.
2: In the in the garage gym, it was just tied to that with twine. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to envision <laughs> where it idea. was because I've I've trained in all of your gyms, so.
2: Yeah, yep. This was a bad idea. So that was the first one. <laughs> the other ones were surfboards. Speaking and some hurricane surf. Of,
0: speaking of surfing accidents, I heard of, I heard
1: a little story about one. I'd love to hear about it from the from the person. Not
0: a surfboard, but what else hit you when you were surfing one day, Kara?
2: Um, a shark landed on me one time. Yeah, that happened. Hold on. A Jared's-
0: shark landed on me. I, there's like zero people in the world that can say that. I
2: know. That. Jared told I know me that, there's yeah. probably very few.
0: <laughs> Kick.
2: But I have video evidence.
0: Yeah. There's video. That's even better. There is. Yeah. It's on there Surfline, is right? Is it on Surfline or is it on YouTube?
2: It's on Surfline. Um, and I actually still have the link to when they posted it on Surfline. Um, they post like surfer gets landed on shark lands on surfer. But, uh, yeah, that happened. That was in new Smyrna and I was just laying there minding my own business. kind of like today in my barn, (laughs) not bothering anybody.
3: (laughs) And here it comes. uh,
2: All of a sudden out of nowhere, it came from behind me. So I didn't even see it coming. I was laying flat. I just paddled back out, landed flat on me, man. And it just immediately obviously knocked me off my board and underwater and I knew, I knew it was a shark just the way it hit. Like what else would land on you in the ocean that's that heavy and that like aggressive, you know?
0: Yeah, it feels like sandpaper too, so there's that.
2: Oh, yeah, and I didn't even feel the sandpaper. It just felt like heavy weight, and I got back on the board so fast, and I was just like up in this like boat up position like waiting for it to come back so I could just, you know, try to fight. I wasn't going to go down without a fight,
3: <laughs> and it awesome.
2: never never came back.
0: Because well, and, let's uh, tell them uh, what kind of shark it was and why it did that.
2: Yeah, so it didn't mean to land on me at all. It was a total accident on its part. It was a spinner shark. And there's like in Florida you see spinner sharks all the time when you're surfing. And when I went back on the surf cam and actually watched it, it just jumped out of the water like they always do, you know, after bait and mm-hmm. was spinning and it just happened when it landed to land right on top of me.
3: <laughs> oh
0: god. Didn't its tail hit you in the face too?
2: It's yeah, it's Finn hit me in the face, gave me a black eye. <laughs> that
1: is such street cred. I'd love to go to work after that anywhere, and be like, yeah, I got a black eye from a shark. Gave me a black
2: eye. It also um, pretty absolutely grossly, like, spooged its nose jelly all over my back, which was the grossest part of the whole thing.
1: I'm not
0: even sure what that means, but there's a lot of people that didn't grow up in Florida, so explain (laughs) that.
2: Okay, yeah, because I, well, I didn't know that this was a thing either. I was driving home after, I went back on the beach, and like, Ashley was on the beach, and I was like, did you see that? Of course, she was like, no, I didn't see anything. (laughs) And I was like, what? So, that's, we went back and found it on the surf cam, but... When we were driving home, I was like, man, there's something on my back. And I kept reaching for it. And I looked at Ashley next to me and I was like, Hey, I was like, can you take this napkin and wipe this off my back? And she looks at me and she just starts laughing. She's like, Kara, it's all over you. And so it was like (laughs) this real thick, clear jelly. And it covered like my whole back. It was in my hair. It was like everywhere. And it smelled so bad, like fish. And, uh, So we, I had to Google it. I was like, what is this? Cause like sharks don't have a slime like on their body. Like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's not They they feel like sandpaper. So it seemed odd. And so we had to Google it. And what it is is sharks have a jelly in their snouts, like in their nose that allows them to feel electrical impulses. And that's how they know when there's fish to eat. But if they get scared or like something frightens them, they released that jelly as like a, as like a protective mechanism for themselves. And so when that thing landed on me, I scared it probably as much as it scared me. And it like released this jelly all over me that I could not get off for like a solid week. No matter how many times I washed my hair, I still smelled like a, a giant fish. That's disgusting,
1: but it's probably good for the skin in some way, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: did your skin get soft?
2: Yeah, it was real gross.
0: Oh, uh, speaking of concussions, <laughs> I, I've had I think multiple concussions with Kara around, like, yep, really real ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, well, Kara and Ashley picked me up the day I resigned. The day after I resigned from the fire department, put in my notice that I was leaving. Uh, I got t boned in our hometown. Just got hammered. I was driving down a, like one of the main roads, and somebody ran a stop sign at like forty five or fifty and drilled me my like, car right on the B post. Did you get transported? Uh, no, I refused transport. But it, it spun and rolled over a couple of times. Really? Like, yeah, it was upside down. Had to oh. pop my seatbelt and collapsed into the glass. And it was pretty. It was pretty gnarly. Was Had that
1: to, like a sign where you're like, "Damn, I'm trying to leave this life behind, and was, here I am." Yeah, Florida <laughs> trying, Florida's trying. <laughs> trying to kill me again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> Seatbelts save lives, folks. They That's, do. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. They hit me like dead on on the B post. The B post oh. for anybody is the post between the driver and backseat door. So the center of their hood hit there directly. Um, it's it was a pretty crazy scene. Anyways, Kara and Ashley picked me up. Uh, I was pretty beat up. Like, cuss, it. I was a little high. They gave me some painkillers at the hospital. I don't remember what that was. And, and then, then they must have been good. Uh, yeah, I think so. But, so Ashley, my wife, actually was not there because they'd already we'd already moved to Tennessee, and I was just oh, work, working even yeah. worse. Yeah. that's
2: right. I forgot. I forgot she wasn't even around, was she?
0: No. And now, Kara and Kara and I have a long history of eating ice cream together.
2: Oh, man. Ice cream.
0: Blizzards. I'm down. Cream. Anytime, by the way, I'm down. Oh, since we, we just finished with Rob. Ice cream. Cool. But we're going to talk about that in a second, too. Can um, I backtrack real quick? I, I want to finish my story. Okay.
3: Real quick. I don't know if you're done yet. No, no. So they took me Sorry.
0: straight away. got chucked out of the hospital. I didn't go. Then I went later. Like, I was feeling pretty crummy. Went later. Got all the scans and stuff done. And they gave me some stuff to relax. And she picked me up because I couldn't drive. And we went straight to Sonic and got giant ass milkshakes with Dude. oreos and stuff oh <laughs> yeah but i know now that that's like the absolute last thing you should do after a post-concussion is consume high volumes of sugar? Sugar? Yeah. the sugar sugar really oh yeah. Huh. yeah good to know it's good to know But yeah if your, your
2: body's trying to fight anything of any sort sugar is bad for it
0: okay <laughs> and that volume for but- sure yeah
2: Hey, it makes you
1: feel better in the moment. It sure so. does. Anytime I've had <laughs> surgery, it's like we're going and getting a frosty or something. That's like a tradition. I've had a few yeah. surgeries. You wanted that's, to backtrack? Would you say? Well, okay, but it's going to side. It's going to. It's going to take us down a side road for a minute. But I think we're
0: cool with that. How right? long is this road? Uh well, I don't know. It we could have, go. It could go either way. We have fire stories to tell.
1: I know, but this could actually bring up some fire stories. Okay. So, uh, Kara said that seatbelts save lives, and that is true. It's true. How many times have you guys seen? When not wearing their seatbelt saved a life, because I've seen at least two. Have you guys ever seen that?
2: Yeah, I mean, it happens, but it is it it is way more often that not wearing a seatbelt will not save your life. Like it, you're, Heck yeah. Way more times we see people that are dead because they didn't have a seatbelt on than they would have lived had they not had one on. Yeah, correct.
0: Yes. I mean, there's, there's the rare case of like a couple they times, got ejected right? from the car and yes. the car burned up and they could have been trapped. Like, that's very rare. It's very rare. Right. More often than not, they're ejected from the car or the car rolls on top of them or they bounce halfway they out of the car killed. and they die because of that.
1: Yep. So Correct. I saw this one crash. This one blew my mind. And it wasn't, he didn't get his life saved because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, but it, it it was a combination of things. So he got ejected and he flew in front of the car and there happened to be this ditch that was getting dug for like utilities. He fell into the ditch and the car landed upside down on top of him, but he was in the ditch. and I was like, holy shit. What so are the, what are the odds of that? Didn't kill him? No, didn't kill. him. He was just chilling underneath the car. Obviously, if he was wearing a seatbelt, he wouldn't have been ejected and he wouldn't have died anyway. But that that made me think of that for some reason. So anyway, that's my sidetrack. We can get back to fire. It does.
2: It it does happen, but it doesn't happen very often.
1: Yeah. I've had people give me that excuse, uh, you know, when I'm writing them a seatbelt ticket and they're like, well, you know, it's going to save my life. I'm like, no, dude, no. (laughs) 0.001% <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no, 0.001% chance you're going to die or live because you're not wearing it pretty right. darn rare yeah so Kara since Seth and I started this show you know what I realized a bunch of the stories I tell or remember from the fire service uh, the majority of the crazy ones are good ones I mean we call them good meaning they were <laughs> exciting or fun to work <laughs> yeah um, you were there right. you were there for most of them so it's strange yeah even when we didn't There's- work together we ran a bunch of calls together
2: we did, how did we do that? Because a lot of times, like, you, for a while there, you were on B-shift.
0: Yeah. And I was on shift Yeah, it was just was or, or swaps or something. We would end up always in a – or we'd be on different – like, both working – one of us would be working overtime, and the other one would be on the regular shift, like, on units that uh, were beside each other or something. We just – we worked a lot of calls together.
2: Yeah, and you know what? At 27 was infamous for us having calls at shift change, like, really good jam-up mm-hmm. calls at shift uh, change, and yeah, that's how I think we ran a shit ton of calls together. Yeah,
1: that's different. the worst. That – uh yeah late call right right at the end of your shift
0: you're like uh, there was a time when we used to you like that yeah it's fun we you,
1: used you to love it people. because it would
2: give us the only time we had four guys on the truck oh <laughs> yeah
0: okay yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a long time yeah. our department all units were two people that's it really yeah it's nuts yeah. Uh, a lot of them are up to three now some are some might float up to four sometimes for various reasons but there's still some two yeah a lot of those yeah county still two-man units so
2: yeah, we still have two man units over here in Volusia County as well.
0: That seems crazy for a for a fire department to have that.
3: Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it seems like you need. It you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, mean it. It's crazy, and it's also good because it forces you to learn to learn a lot, and you have to get good at doing a lot of skills. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm. I'm a uh,
1: yeah. I'm out, man, today, so I can't talk too much smack about firefighters. Jared and I have a lot. we obviously, you know how it is. We love to talk shit back and forth, but now there's like two against <laughs> one, so I'm nervous. I'm uh, I'm scared. <laughs> okay, I'll Are be you? On
2: my, you're a you're a police officer.
1: I, I am a retired California Highway Patrol officer, so a uh, nice. former trooper. Yeah. So, um, but I always got along really good with firefighters. Just, just for between you and me, for the record,
2: you guys. You guys need to insert some of those cops versus firemen. What you know, the cartoon Oh yeah, characters. I forgot about those. <laughs> 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 I love those things.
1: It's uh, yeah, we love to talk shit, but it's like I like it's you know it's everybody. We're all on the same team. It's like I I loved yes for sure. I loved uh, you know, when firefighters show up. It's just like it's just more people on the same team, and it always was comforting to me because a lot of we worked alone a lot of the times.
0: You know, on graveyards we'd have a yeah. partner, but most of the time we're by ourselves. So it was yeah. nice. We had. We had a really good relationship with most of the Florida Highway Patrol guys, the state troopers. They would come by the
1: station,
2: yeah.
0: wash their cars, and hang out and drink coffee.
1: Yeah, yeah, we would too. We'd go. We knew when dinner time was, for sure. Yeah. And we'd show up. They
2: would come by and hang out for hours. Trooper Thomas used to come in and write all his tickets before he would go <laughs> out. Yep. yep. So he would have them pre-written.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Do you guys have any, like, like,
0: a number one story that you remember together? Ooh... Like a doozy. There's a lot of them. Um, I I actually thought of this one the other day. So we were on our way to South Florida for a friend's funeral. She died in a rollover car accident Mm -hmm. where she burned up um, on Alligator Alley, right? Mm Yeah, yeah,
2: down in Immokalee, Florida. Yeah,
0: it's in the middle, literally the middle of the Everglades, the middle of nowhere. And we were on our way to her funeral. And uh, how do we... We got stuck in this big traffic jam. How long do we sit there before yeah, we, we went to the front?
2: We we sat we were trying to make it to the viewing mm-hmm. and we, we had like a four hour drive. And so it was like a handful of us all in one we had two vehicles or one?
0: Uh, I drove oh. and there were I at think least we had two vehicles. Two, maybe yeah, three. Like personal
1: vehicles? So we yeah.
2: yeah, we were in our personal vehicles. We were driving down there. We got stuck in traffic and the, the traffic down there's like one it's one lane, you know, each way and there's no shoulder, there's no nothing. Like you cannot get around anything on these roads because right. it's literally swamped on the shoulder of the road. I think it was your truck and so, my truck, right? Yeah. So we sat there for probably like 15 minutes at least and traffic just wasn't moving. And we had, we had the, an engine pass us. And so we knew there was something going on and we were like, man, like we weren't really it's not that we weren't trying to help, but we really weren't interested in that. We were just trying to see if there's any way we could get around so we could make it to the viewing and uh, we started walking up there, and then we could see the scene was just an absolute nightmare. It
0: was mm-hmm. nuts, yeah.
2: And then we went to work, and we worked that scene for like two and a half hours oh, straight. We damn. landed the same helicopter four or five times that day.
0: It was at least four. Oh, that's a doozy. Yeah. So we drove our trucks down there, and this was when we were younger and newer, and we still had our – like your gear would live in your toolbox because we would – do a lot of overtime or a lot of swaps. Like you just mm-hmm. always had it with you. So I had my stuff. Did you have yours?
2: I didn't have my gear. Remember I was in paramedic school.
0: Oh, that's right. And
2: you, you had your gear and I had his, education. Right? I was like starting IVs and doing all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff.
0: Your brother, Matt, he had his gear. Cause there were two of us that had our gear. Um, yeah. And we, a couple of our other friends were there. Another firefighter or two and a cop or two. Rich
2: was there. He was yeah, a cop. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so we get there, we see what's happening. We get our stuff we drive down there, and it's just poor little volunteer department. They had, it was a van full of migrant workers, oh, farm man. workers. Oh yeah, head on with a semi. Uh, and I don't, I don't know how many people. There were eight or nine people in the van, something like it was full pretty much. A couple of them were still entrapped. A couple were ejected. A couple were dead, you know, right there. And these people were losing their minds, like.
3: Yeah, freaking like
0: completely overwhelmed. Didn't have the gear. Didn't have the skills. Didn't like, or state troopers. They didn't have anything. This volunteer department. They had one. It's called a combination tool. It's where your extrication tool is one little tiny like underpowered power plant, Mm -hmm. and then it's spreaders and cutters on the same body. Like you, you don't have multiple tools. Like and those units are very small and typically not very strong. So they were they were trying to run that, and me and her brother actually ended up taking over the extrication like we were i don't i don't want to say we pushed people out of the way but we kind of did um, they were probably happy to have you they step were in do they it. absolutely were
2: yeah there was not many people that I, I only remember like one guy on the truck and one lady that was literally like 70 years old yeah that yeah. was oh like a volunteer that just brought the truck there yeah, they had like almost nobody it was crazy
0: you, did you put turnouts on or were you yeah, like yeah. i picture you I had like, mine and her brother matt had his we okay, put those yeah. on to work um I, I remember there was go ahead
2: yeah there was only like two people still in the van the one guy you guys extricated and the driver the semi was literally sitting mm-hmm. on his chest right. and oh. he was under it hanging out there. but he he was alive yeah he was hanging on but the side that, yeah the semi was literally on top of him
0: damn i i remember we were looking like we were Completely strapped for gear. They had a little first-aid bag and nothing else and you know We're all EMTs and medics. They weren't they were first responders like the 40-hour first responder class. That was it Um, so It was nuts like We were looking around for stuff and we needed the backboard one of the people we extricated needed to go on a board. That's a long spine board for anybody that doesn't know Um, because and Then there was just nothing and there was a dead person laying on one with a sheet over them, one of the dead guys, and I just walked over there, threw the sheet off, yanked the board out, and walked back like <laughs> went to work and all these like that old lady, the volunteer lady, and all these people were just staring at me like, <gasps>
3: that
0: guy's dead he doesn't need it like, <laughs> you don't need it this guy needs it we're're we're treating him and he's getting a helicopter ride. he needs it, so they were just like shocked and amazed um uh, it was nuts
3: I don't
2: I will never forget walking up to that scene. And Mm. just looking, and the first thing I saw was I saw the van that was rolled over the semi on it, but I saw a guy sitting straight up in the road, like with his legs straight out, straight out, and he was slumped over, but he was upright, and just his head was slumped over, and entire half of his face was just completely gone. No way. Like it just wasn't. Yeah, Yeah. and he was was alive, and it was just
3: gone. I was
2: like, holy shit, here we go. And then there was another dude, like his leg was amputated, hanging out the van, there was a couple people that you could were obviously dead. It was just like you walked up and it was, it was like a movie. You know, it was like total mayhem,
1: like the worst
0: case scenario
1: every which way. And you're like, Damn yeah, it. like if if we hadn't yep. been there,
0: I don't know who would help these people. Nobody. Like, I mean, the next closest department with any resources was like an hour or more away. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah, right. That's why I said we landed the same helicopter. That helicopter would take a trauma patient. They would land in that one road. They would take a trauma alert to their hospital drop it off come back and we did that four times with the same helicopter because it was Damn. the only helicopter in the area
0: wow yeah, yeah the uh, guy that was hanging out and the amputated guy um you know they bled all over us while we were cutting them out and we when we got to i remember this vividly we got to the house our friend's parents had a house that they had arranged for us to stay in and me and yeah. matt we took our shit our gear off and just threw it in the swimming pool with the chlorine we're like hey, we that'll do it we got nothing yeah we just threw it in the pool when we went to the view yeah it was it was nuts. But, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was
2: a doozy. That was a doozy. And that wasn't even in our county. I mean, that was four hours from where we worked. Yeah. Probably I do the remember we the troopers,
0: worked. the three or four troopers that were there, they were, they gave us, like, they applauded us as we left. It felt like, thank it, you. Was, it was really weird. They were clapping, like, thanks so much. You know, like, yeah, all, all the other people were thing. clapping. It was very weird. Like, that's weird. Yeah. Almost like a movie. Like that would feel said. a little awkward, right? You'd be like, it was, eh. yeah. We were just like, oh, yeah, we yeah, want to do you. this. We got to go. Hmm. Yeah. Dang, man. But for some reason, yeah. I, th- I thought of that one the other day. What's another one? Did you guys like, uh, did, I don't
1: know if it's like being in the job, but I feel like I've rolled up onto a lot of scenes where I was not working. Mm-hmm. But maybe, like does that happen to you guys? Like Yeah. You roll up yes. and you're like, man, I've rolled up on a triple fatal and a double fatal. And I'm like, how the hell does this happen? It, both times that I happens. was in a, in a work car, but I was not working a beat. I was like going somewhere for training or something. And I'm like, shit, here we go. It seems like you become a magnet for it once you get into the job.
3: Yep,
0: it's very
1: odd.
3: That is true.
0: Oh, there's another one. Every time we do an episode with somebody, I remember like endless stories <laughs> that I forgot about. <laughs> you'll see when you when you quit or res- retire wherever you, that road takes you. Um, you'll be like this too. You'll be, yeah. All of a sudden, you'll just be like, "Damn, I, I remember this," and you're like, no. "It's weird. F- how yeah, did I forget yeah, you about completely that?" Completely forgot about something that but, is huge remember when we were driving home we had the whole van full of people it was you me uh robbie you don't even know who else was with us we went to our live burn instructor class mm-hmm. in orlando we're driving home and our one of our newer guys he's the, was the third guy on our engine he was he was like my little brother i got him and his older brother into the fire service um you know just help them out when they were getting started and actually robbie his older brother's a chief now and he's a Lieutenant Ryan's a lieutenant, but we listened to a working fire. Our our engine got dispatched to a working fire in one of the cities. And we were we were like 30, 40 minutes away when it started. And our they lost our engine. Like lost complete calling for him, lost them. I was we were losing our minds because like that was a
2: shitty feeling.
0: It was. Ryan was like our little brother, and we're just like, what the fuck? We're trying to call people. We're like on the phone. We're we couldn't uh we couldn't do anything about it. For some reason I thought about that the other day. It ends up they just you know he couldn't hear his radio and the people he was with I don't know I don't know what happened they were on the wrong tech channel or something but you know we're uh, the person I remember the, the person running that fire specifically was not good at running fires and we were like holy shit they're going to kill Ryan <laughs> like we were uh, we were freaking out that feeling of
1: yeah. like when someone's trying to get, you know, they're trying to call somebody on the radio and then it's just quiet. Like I've heard that so many times of like somebody will be out on a traffic stop and like, you know, something sketchy about it. They call it in and then silence and the dispatch is calling over and over again. You're like, fuck. Yeah.
0: That was it.
2: Yeah. Oh. That's exactly what it yeah. was.
0: Yeah. We heard them make entry and that was the last transmission. Oh. And like 10 minutes later, they're calling, calling, no, get no answer, get no answer. And we're that like gut wrenching feeling of like, I need to be yeah. there now. To help. And it
2: was like a good working fire too. It wasn't yeah. like that. It was a bullshit call.
0: And we were, I guess, I don't know if this is fortunate or not. We were fortunate enough to work a bunch of fires together.
1: Yeah. Tons. What's, what's the percentage of, I think people have a false conception or a misconception that, you know, you, all you do is work fires. What's the actual percentage of working fires compared to other calls?
2: Used to be a whole lot higher than it is now. That's for sure. Um, now it used to run about 80, 20 about 80% like other calls and 20% actual working fire calls. Yeah. But um, if you pulled those numbers now, especially with all the other bullshit calls that we run, it would probably be more like at least 85, 15, maybe even a little bit more. But we run so many other things now. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. That's probably frustrating because I know I'm sure a lot of the bullshit medical calls get really old, but you know, fighting fires is like, Awesome. It is Well, the other
0: category, though, is everything. It's hazmat, medical emergencies, vehicle accidents, every weird call that's not a working fire is that other.
1: That's a lot of hats to wear. Jared and I have talked about this before, Of like how many hats, you you know, you guys wear. And it's like you're expected to know all of this stuff. And it's just it's insane. It's right. You know,
0: uh,
1: it
2: all depends on where you're at, too. So, I mean, Lake County, we used to fight a lot of fire. Yeah, um, uh, you know i want to 30... jump in
0: i think there was a time when our numbers were like 70 30 on percentages yeah
2: like for sure back back in the day yeah
0: and then it even depends um, on and... your on your unit like some stations will take the brunt of fire calls based on right their their first two
2: so like 27s was almost um 27s was almost like a 60 40 like we ran a shit ton of fires because we were second due to so many places yeah so we would run a ton, a ton, a ton of fire calls, which was that's why we, me and Jared both wanted to work there. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: also our, the, the in, it's the county engine that served our hometown. Like it's on the edge of our town, and it it's first due intertwined between several other cities. Like the the place we grew up, so that's why right. we. And it was the busiest fire engine for fires specifically in our whole department. So. Do you right. think that
1: there are less fire calls now or there are just way more other calls? So the, the No, shift. there's
2: less fire calls now. But, I mean, we do, the the fire department in general, one, the the building codes are much stricter. Um, with the, the things that they do, they do a lot more fire prevention stuff. And people just generally don't do quite as much stupid shit when it comes to burning their houses down as <laughs> they used to.
0: Yeah, I, I've noticed that, too. It, it seems like it comes in uh, waves. Like, you know, when there would be... Different sections of town or areas built in, like in the 50s or 60s or whatever time frame they were built in, eventually they're going to get to a point where they're they're degrading, they're falling apart, the the wiring is going bad. Like there's a lot of stuff going on there. You know, the newer houses don't really, yeah. Do that. And it depends also like just the general population that lives there, the people smoking on the couch, falling asleep. Yeah, ooh.
1: that yeah, right? a
3: lot.
0: I told I told Seth about that about your your buddy Al.
2: Oh man. Oh, Albert. <laughs> old Albert. Let me get some oxygen. <laughs>
0: yeah. We used to go, we used to go pick this guy up. Oh, how much? Like three, four times all a week. All the time. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. And I want to tell the story. This is actually going to be the title of today's episode. I planned this ahead of oh, time. Oh, you did? I did? All right. Yeah. Sweet. So we would go there all the time and you'll have these regulars and they, for some reason, it it always falls on your shift for like a period you might get a couple months where every call to this guy's house is on your shift by chance like it's just and then it might switch to somebody else's shift or they they might move out of your area into somebody else's or whatever um but it was on our shift for quite a while when we were partners or when we worked together and we would go get this guy he all i don't even remember what his problems were but it, he always had yeah, copd he wanted us to treat him and then leave like you can't, you can't treat somebody with meds and leave. You have to take, they become a patient. You have to transport them to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Right. Um, there's a few lower level things you can treat and then leave, but the like respiratory distress or diseases or and then interventions, you can't just do that and walk away. It's not, it's not legally allowed. So we'd have, we'd fight with him every single time we went there. It was an argument like, Why can't you just give me this stuff? And you're like, that's not how it works, dude. Like you, you know this. Don't fight with us. Don't argue with us. And one, one of the times we were going there a lot was in the winter. When the winter of Florida, it's cold. A lot of the houses aren't built for that. They're not even a lot of houses down. The old houses aren't even insulated. So he had all these little space heaters, like the little tiny, tiny ones, little box ones, like eight by twelve inch boxes, all over the house. And went touching his couch,
2: literally touching the couch. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: Carrie goes, oh man. Albert, we were just already mad at him because he was arguing with us. And she, and he would. It was sometimes it was playful banter, and sometimes it wasn't. But she's like, Albert, you can't have these. It's touching your couch. Like you're gonna burn your house down. You're gonna you're gonna light your couch on fire. And he go, looks dead at her and goes, "I'm gonna light your ass on fire."
2: <laughs> That's exactly what he said. He he would always he would always ask us to leave our leave our oxygen with him. Yeah, you He'd want us like, to
3: leave our gear. Let me
2: hold some oxygen. Let me hold some oxygen. And he would just want us to leave him our oxygen bottle and we were like Albert because he wouldn't go get his filled like he had oxygen at his house but he wouldn't get it filled and then like he had prescriptions for all these meds that he needed and he either just like didn't have the money to fill them or he would not get them filled purposely like whatever and then he would call us he's gonna hold some oxygen and then I told him that I was like Albert I was like you can't keep this space heater touching your couch man I was like you're gonna light your couch on fire he goes I'm gonna light your ass on fire <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Just man. and then and then he giggled, like he he actually <laughs> giggled after he said
0: it. Yeah. yeah, I know he died a while back. So did he? I heard he did. Yeah. Do do I you? i never even heard. Do some of these
1: people they just call because they're lonely and and they just want to hang out with somebody? Kara's, ooh, that's another <laughs> that pretty so common. A
0: different unit we worked together, different station. Oh. Uh, Kara, I touched a nerve here. Kara had her best friend that called her every day for a long time. Oh boy, remember that woman in uh, what's that there? S- <laughs> down the road from 72, that trailer park.
2: Oh, I know what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about 69 Main Street because that's the worst one I've (laughs) ever had. We went to this house 189 (laughs) times in one year. Oh, my God. Yes, we did. We'll tell both stories. That That was right before I left Lake County. Me and Robbie on Engine 27 had gone there 189 times. We pulled the firehouse report in one year.
1: I think, like, so some of our listeners won't understand, like, why you can't just say no
2: well, I actually tried to have this lady, I called the police multiple times. Matter of fact, it got so bad that every time we got dispatched, I would make a unit come with us because it was a hundred percent 911 abuse. Like mm-hmm. they would page us out on the radio and say, engine 27 respond reference, wake up husband. Like they would, she would call 911 to have us wake her husband up. She had us, she called 911 to have us turn on her air conditioner to find her glasses, to fix her carpet. They, they dispatched us as these things. And then we would get there and, wow. you know, that's what it would be. And, uh, that's 911 abuse, like a hundred percent. Like yeah. you can't, you're tying up a, an engine and an ambulance multiple times for like these kinds of things. And if someone's actually having an emergency, that's a really bad thing, you know, cause now these, these units are out of place. Um, and so we would try to get them to take her, but unfortunately the law enforcement officers, they were like, listen. They're like, we cannot arrest her. We cannot fit her in the back of the unit. We're not bringing like a van oh, down here to take her to I see where you're jail. going with this.
3: She's a,
1: she's a big girl, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they ended up being like, no, we're not doing anything with it. And so this just continued. It got so bad, though, and we kept pushing the issue. Um, they actually, the county, got it approved through the county attorney to provide home health care for this lady for six months because it was that bad. After we had turned in, like, hey, we've been here 189 times. This is insane. They actually provided her with um, home health care for six months, and we didn't run a call there for six months. And as soon as they shut it off, boom, we were right back. Dang.
1: Probably saved money to do that, but still,
0: that seems crazy to me that taxpayer dollars had to pay for that.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's it's, it's all crazy, though,
2: the whole way, any way you look at it.
0: I've told Seth several of those stories about people, like, calling us in the middle of the night to bring them a blanket to get them a Sprite, like, you could make a list of anything you could imagine, and it's it's been done. And he's like, no, not really. But so having yeah. you confirm this makes yeah. me happy. Wow. So let's go. Oh, to we th- had
2: somebody call one time and say, give me a, give me a, uh, what do you need today, sir? Give me a Coke out of the fridge.
0: Yeah, that was our guy in 72. Uh, in Pine Lakes. Yeah. Wow. Oh, no. I'm talking yeah. about, there's a guy at 72 that did that to us. It must not have been Yeah. Same, yeah, both. Remember that old guy in Pine Lakes that would call us That's all the time? That's who I'm talking about. When you have the, the gun sitting right there.
2: Yes, that's oh, the guy I'm talking gosh. about. He he would call Mitchell all the time too. Remember yeah. when Mitchell was still working out there?
3: Yeah,
1: that's nuts. Is that like a situation where these people are so obese they don't can't walk to the fridge? Or... No, some of them are just angry. No. They're just assholes. this guy
2: was not obese at all. He just was angry and he wanted to call the fire department. Just kind of to be. I, I pay
0: my taxes. <laughs> oh. So let's talk about your other best friend. Um, damn, what is the name of that trailer park down the street from Seventy Two?
2: I don't remember right now. You are asking me after a slight concussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just turn left, um, go west a little bit. She's not about. responsible for was anything it, that's said today. Is it not? Is it Sun Lake Estates?
0: No, not Sun Lake. No.
2: Sun Lake is a different. It's the one, it's one right, there right
0: there. Yeah. Um, I'll think of it later. It's not Treasure Island. Your, your area knowledge is slipping, bro. It's been. I mean,
1: it's, it's been, been, been a while.
0: Seven years. It's been ten or twelve years since I worked that station. I'm so. not going to
1: guess on math because I was mocked incessantly last time I did math on the podcast. <sighs>
2: That's got to be longer than that, that you were at 72, Milky.
0: Um, yeah, I worked some shifts there after I got promoted on swaps and overtime and stuff. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, assigned there, yeah, it's probably 15 years.
2: Yeah, um, I haven't been assigned there. I have been in a battalion six years. I was a lieutenant for 11, so that means it's been 17 years ago since I worked at that station assigned.
0: Yeah. Dang. Yeah, Um. anyways, it's trailer park down the road from one of our busy engines, and this woman... This angry, angry woman would call all the time. Kara was her favorite person. They'd, they'd <laughs> give each other hugs and hang out. <laughs> no.
2: no? Tell, Kara, no,
0: I don't even know how to start this story. What did this woman want? She was just mad, right?
2: Yeah, I don't. She never really wanted anything. She just wanted us to come there to bitch at us.
0: I think yeah. she just needed friends. She had home health, so she was a. I don't know what the word would be. She had no arms and no legs. Oh. Um, oh. It had home health.
2: Well, yeah, but she, we can't say what we called her. I don't remember. No.
1: No, do Let's wait till we, you it's retire. It's not appropriate Kara. for yeah.
2: podcast listeners. But I remember that the very last time I went there, I <clears> literally <throat> almost went out to the truck and put an air pack on because the smell was that
1: uh, bad. Like, like she cats was, or just body odor
2: body she she literally had no arms and no legs So like she couldn't take care of herself so she would just be
0: but i mean i I understand that's a little sad too. somebody yeah angry like that yeah Uh, but when you call for help like you can't just start you can't just scream at the people that show up every every time they show up her nurses wouldn't stay for longer than a few days or a week because she was such a horrible person to them
1: Mm. the obvious question is how did she actually call
2: I don't, that's a good question. The,
1: the nurses have pre Siri days or
0: no, there was the life alert things. You could speak to them. Oh, okay. Those. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. must've been that. She, I know she had a life alert, but I was thinking like, I thought you had to activate them all. I was thinking that too. Um, um she, or she'd she have just have the nurse's hated call. not just us. She just hated everybody, which I mean, I can't listen, looking back, can you blame her? I would probably hate everybody too. Yeah. You know, potentially.
0: But if I wanted to help, and, I, would, I would want you to help me not come up and try to fight me.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she just wasn't nice to us and then it's hard to be nice to people even when you feel bad for them when they're being super oh shitty yeah. To you.
0: yeah you can only take so much of that and then you're like well you know what
1: yeah fuck you
2: yeah
0: i get it That's what, i mean yeah i mean a couple times you're like okay five, ten, twenty, oh, yeah. like 20 yeah. 30 you get in that range you're like for sure look i would help you but you gotta stop screaming at me like, yeah no so, this, right this can't work hmm. what else did we do together kara
2: Milk, Milky, were you on the call with me in 39's area where the guy got his ear bit off? Were you on that one? Oh,
0: by another person. Yeah, so I see? I remember that, but I was, man. I was not there.
2: I can't remember. Okay, so you weren't on that. I must have been. I was working thirty nine. Maybe it was Sean and was Matt. Sean, I think yeah. Matt was on that one with
0: me. Was this a bath salt? Congratulations, Matt. Issue. Matt just retired. Is that the word?
2: Exited from the fire service. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't even talked to him yet. You told me.
0: Yeah, Found freedom. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good for him good for him so what happened dude got his ear bit off oh like the whole year
2: yeah uh halfway down so like straight up like mike tyson style we um Damn. that was uh in 39's area got a call about two three in the morning and the, the cops were there and it was at uh it was called jj's remember jj's lounge absolutely yeah right there it's always good for a couple calls after the 1 a.m mark um it was like a little podunk bar in our first do and uh they called us there for a trauma, and we get there, and this dude is literally just like wailing. He's like screaming, crying. He's like on the front of this cop car. He's handcuffed, and he's like, he's just screaming. And I'm like, hey, I was like, what's going on? And he's like, he's like, this dude's like he bit my ear off. He's like, he didn't want to beat me. He wanted to eat me. That's literally what this guy said. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe
1: that should meanwhile, be the title of the episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, his ear is on the cop car. They like kept the half the ear. And I was like, dude, I was like, I understand you're in pain. I was like, but if you want me to help you, you got to stop that crying. I was like, you got to (laughs) stop that screaming and crying right now. (laughs) And he was just going crazy. That was a (laughs) pretty wild one.
1: I wonder if they probably sewed that back on, huh? Guessing he got to keep it. Maybe, maybe probably, probably, right? Probably. That's that's the kind of thing that you could probably keep. Yeah, definitely.
3: (laughs) 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 I love these stories.
1: Like that stuff is so funny. I just, I mean, it's, not probably not funny to him, but eh, I'm sure no. he was being an
0: asshole and that's how it happened. Maybe. Maybe the maybe not. Guy was just being Florida man. You or know, I bath salts, man. Start eating never faces never. and ears. Hey speaking of uh, strange drugs in Florida people. Remember that first I think it was our department's first meth lab. Was that girl pull out of that trailer
2: oh. at the river? Yeah. So that was a good one, Milk for me and you that good fire. Uh
0: that's where I hit I hit Chief Jones with the engine. I ran yes. into him.
2: That Ooh. is a great story. <laughs> so we, this was at shift change. A fire comes out first thing in the morning. This is one of those calls you are talking about. Milky's driving. I'm riding the seat. So we're pulling up to this fire and it's a good working fire. They got, they say, think they have confirmed entrapment. So like there's something Hold on, I got to stop you here. Search.
0: No, we were in different trucks. You were driving the tanker.
2: Was I? Yeah, no, because I, I was sitting in the front when you hit him and I was like, stop. And no, that was Crogwell. Or, no, Crogwell's in the seat. I was riding in the oh, back. Oh, you're in the back. Okay. Yeah. I was in the back. Yeah, no, I was in the tanker. You're right. Crogwell was riding the seat. Because he was he
0: losing shit. his mind.
2: <laughs> yes, you're 100% right. I was not riding the seat. He, Chris is we one of our re- friends.
0: If you can imagine, like, the big, bald, angry fireman lieutenant, that that's <laughs> yes. Chris. Like, Irish.
2: Actually, I think you everything. scared him so bad when you hit him that he actually kind of just shut up and was like, did, holy yeah. shit. <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, so you're go right. on.
2: Okay, so I'll do a, a recap. Um, so yes, Crogwell was riding the seat. I was riding the back, and we're pulling up, and everyone was like on high alert. We're we're excited because you know there was entrapment. We needed to get there. Like everybody was was raring to go. Milky came into the scene a little bit hot. No, our, the, the brakes
0: she- went out on engine twenty seven. They, they they literally fell apart like they okay, shattered and
2: the brakes went out yeah.
0: is that like brake fade and, from using them too much or they just um, broke we'd made a, it was our second do we made a really long run yeah dodging it out of traffic and they just heated up i don't i don't know if it, they were
1: Probably already...
2: glazed over yeah. yeah
0: yeah we call that brake fade when you're like yeah. in pursuit and you're running it
1: too sure. long and it's just like they get so hot i like yeah. they don't work anymore well that happens no yeah. these, these actually like shattered
0: like fell to pieces brakes broke yeah yeah hell yeah go ahead
2: And he tapped. Good thing it wasn't like he ran him over. But we're coming into this scene, and the battalion chief was like walking across the front of our engine. He was pulling a line off off the back
0: of the first engine.
2: Yeah, and he like hit him with the bumper of the truck. Bumped (laughs) him
0: right in his ass. Like the, you know, we have the big nose that sticks out from the front of the grill. It's got a hose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lay in it, and where the trash line is. That's right, Seth knows. I'm learning stuff. I'm learning stuff.
2: Good job. That's impressive. (laughs) Yeah, well,
0: he... Um, yeah, so bumped, I, I nosed cheap. him just, like, barely, right in his, right under his air pack, right in the ass. He jumped, like, 10 feet in the air. I've never seen somebody jump so high. <laughs> yeah,
3: he probably he didn't jumped. hear it at
0: all, did he? No, no. So he just end, felt just, it. There was a couple of units pulling in. Sirens were way all All the noise. The and just engine he was pulling a line off of had their pump on. Like, it's loud. <laughs> Fire was ripping, like, it was nuts.
2: I don't even remember. What did Crogwell say to you when you hit him? He was
0: like... Um, what? Just ex- endless expletives, like... You know, he was screaming, because <laughs> when we pulled off the road into that little driveway, it was a little bit, just slightly downhill, and that's why, like, I I was aware that the brakes were acting up, so I was going, as we came in, like, I was going easy, but turned to get off the highway, the county road, and down to the call, we had to go down this little driveway, and it was downhill, and like, I got nothing I could do it about it. It was downhill. Um, you're stomping the floorboard. Yeah, board, yeah you're, would, the well, guy. well, so Chris was actually jumping up and down in, in the officer seat stomping the floor on his side of the truck like like he yeah. had brake pedals like screaming right. yelling he's like just and he finally realized that our chief was all right and he was like just staring at me and looked at him and looked back and he just got out and i was like put my hands up i don't well, know what, i don't know what to tell you dude
2: and then we got out in a hurry because they had pulled one girl out of the fire yeah And they thought that her daughter was now still inside the fire. And so me and Milky went down. And the driveway that he was pulling down, it was really like the road into this little mobile home park.
0: Yeah, it was a little uh, uh, boat ramp and a mobile home park.
2: Yeah. So we hauled ass down there. And, of course, we had, like, tools, but we didn't have a ladder. And the mobile home park, the way it was sitting, it was up in the air, like, six or seven feet Mm -hmm. off the ground on the one end and they thought the girl was in that bedroom and so milky literally like threw me up into the window instead of like wasting the time to go get that was a good <laughs> giant milky and little me he literally him and Laterno just launched me up into the window to search the room and look for the girl um instead of wasting the time to go back and get the ladder
0: and for it's everybody bad. everybody that doesn't know ass. us kara is quite literally half of me that's badass yeah
2: you guys. That's so cool. I'm um, 5'2, 119 pounds, and Milky is 6'4, <laughs> milk. 240,
0: 250 yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. So, yeah. literally like half.
0: That's awesome. You're handy. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have made a good yep. team. That is a good team. That's
2: right.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: but yeah. So, but then I, that was when you were in medic school. You ended up treating that girl, didn't you, in the hospital?
2: Yeah. So, I, I had a clinical that morning in the burn unit at ORMC. Mm. And that fire came out at shift change. And I was like, fuck that clinical. I'm going to this fire. And I went to the fire. (laughs) And uh, so we go to the fire, search the room. Thank God the little girl wasn't in there. She wasn't in the trailer at all. Um, The mother had like dropped her. Her mom is the one that was in the trailer that they pulled out right before we got there. And uh, they pulled her out and flew her to ORMC. And so after we finished working that fire, I went back to the station and went to my clinical at the burn unit. And then I worked on her in the burn unit. At ORMC that same day. Oh, that's
0: wild. Yeah. And
1: yeah, it, it was I,
2: wild. I remember. I think she actually go ahead. ended up dying, didn't she?
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't remember any mm. of the details other than that.
2: I, I I think she she died like two or three days later. Is that so,
0: from
1: like lungs burning, breathing in hot air yeah, kind of like thing? S- well,
2: sepsis and your body just can't. Yeah. Mm.
0: So we
1: had. You know,
2: some smoke inhalation, all that.
0: Well, yeah. We, we found a bunch of like this odd, uh, some crazy setup in this trailer. It was, I don't mm-hmm. remember what it was, but um, we were. We, it was a meth lab yeah but like we I don't remember what equipment specific. this was early in like the meth making days this was early right. 2000s right so yeah. it would have been like when were you in medical school 03?
2: Oh,
0: oh, two. Oh, 02 yeah so back then people were still trying to figure it out that's yeah. what caught the house on fire but we found we were looking at all this stuff like what the what the hell is this maybe
1: yeah she, we maybe were she's standing a chemist. in it
2: like mopping it up and we were, there was like battery packs attached to all this shit and we were like what is this and then the cops came in and they were like get out <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe she's a scientist. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Doing oh, chemistry? for yeah. anybody listening, mopping it up doesn't mean with mops. Mop up is a term used to uh, when you're clearing out a fire. Good catch. Yeah. Don't anybody think we oh, were in yes. there mopping floors? Yeah, we don't. Bad, I mean, you bad. guys might do that too. I don't know. There's At the firehouse, you might get a call for that. <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: <laughs> I don't. Maybe it wouldn't surprise me.
1: Uh, can you mop my floors, please? Yeah, no. no,
0: thank you. No, sorry. We're good. <laughs> Care what's something uh, we did together that is outside of the realm of like normal calls not not like a person asking us for a sprite or not not a fire or an accident like what's a what's a call we ran that people wouldn't imagine us doing?
2: Oof. hmm. I mean, you mean on like a level of like
0: like nobody thinks want- firefighters do this. Nobody knows firefighters would run this type of call and be responsible for this incident. Would that be like
1: a hazmat kind of thing? I guess we, people know that.
2: No. Some... Like, yeah, people think hazmat things. I think I think the things that people don't realize we do are kind of like the goofy things, which you kind of laugh about, like, mopping people's floors, but there has been times, multiple times, and you'll see it posted on, like, um, something on maybe, like, Good News Movement or something mm-hmm. like that, where we'll run a call at someone's house. for It could be, like, for a legitimate call like say somebody we had one one time where someone like fell through a glass table mm-hmm. and like her husband you might have been on this one milk and she he fell through off a ladder onto a glass table like shattered all the glass and there's like blood everywhere it was super traumatizing to her and they were an older couple and so then like after we transported him to the hospital and they were all gone we stayed like cleaned up all the glass mopped the floors so that oh. they didn't have to like come home to that same disaster that kind of like brings back trauma and yeah. stuff to them that's yeah. cool i don't so remember that
0: like, one but i remember several like that
2: yeah. So like it's things like that or like multiple times me and I know me and Robbie a couple times, I'm sure me and you did it too, because like we'd stop on the side of the road if someone had a flat tire or their cars broke down and help them push the car off the side of the road or change the tire for them. I mean, in the fire truck, there's multiple things like that that we did for people that people don't realize that you do, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those are pretty regular. Um, That's solid. Yeah. Were you, were you with me when I just thought of this? You were talking about that guy falling to the table when we picked up that older woman that was stuck to that homemade chair. Her husband had all these so. like Rube Goldberg contraptions oh, in her house, golly. and she'd been <laughs> sitting on so. this chair for so long that her skin was glued to the surface.
2: Ah, uh, that's I remember you guys talking about it. It was I think that was you and Gerbig.
0: Yeah, probably. Uh, I think you're right, but uh, yeah, because I, I
2: remember you guys telling us about it at shift change, and we were like, "What?" Yeah, we
0: we had to. We couldn't remove the chair from her skin. We what had to take the that? seat of the chair off and transport her like
2: that. Right. Yeah, oh. like take the chair apart and take oh. the chair with her.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's kind of embarrassing for her. Uh,
0: well, she was very old, and they were they were really struggling like to yeah function. Was like there like wet
1: lacquer on the chair or something? No. Or she did her skin
0: grow into it? Starting. Well, not growing, but decomposing. Was it like a... Uh, decomposing. Oh, come on. No, seriously. I can't handle that. I mean, <laughs>
1: disgusting, the stuff Listen, you get, oh man, some disgusting some stuff. real out there.
2: disgusting stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't yeah. even know if we want to go down that road, but uh, I don't want to open up any know. farther than that. That's pretty, <laughs> that's, that's enough. For yeah. Me. That's, yeah. Ah, that's disturbing. Mm-hmm. I, but like, yeah, that's, What they? what's the hospital do about that? I don't even know. Uh, you got to surgically remove that yeah. thing?
2: Yeah. hundred uh, percent.
1: What a mess. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's out of the realm of normal for most
0: people. I don't think people realize that kind of stuff happens yeah it's pretty there's a lot of strange things out there very similar to that, yeah
2: the weirdest thing about the fire services is that if if nobody if anything happens at someone's house and they don't know what to do, they just call the fire department, yeah, and kind of like dispatchers do the same thing like it doesn't matter if someone calls nine one one and says like I don't know anything like they're gonna try to they're gonna send the fire department and we do get called as funny and ironic it is for multiple times for cats and trees you know what I mean and I give Jared like, shit no, about
1: that all the time.
2: It's, yeah, there's no dead cats and trees, but people do call us all the time. <laughs> she said it. Like told that.
1: you. Maybe that should be the title of the episode. Jared has said that to me at least twice. There's no dead cats and trees. I'm like, oh, that, was, man. that was our department's literal
2: policy. There policies. isn't. <laughs> Not literal. I tell but. people that I have to tell people that as a battalion chief still all the time because they'll they'll page me and they'll be like battalion thirty telephone handle call and they'll just have me like they'll send it to my MDT as a call. And so it'll have like a phone number and I'll call the And I'm like, Hey, you know, this is Battalion Chief, you know, Han with Blue County Fire. And I'm like, they're like, yeah, my cat's been up there and we just, it's been up there for a day and it won't come down. And I'm like, ma'am, have you ever seen a cat skeleton in a tree? Cause it's going to come down. Like when it's hungry, <laughs> I promise it's going to come down. And, uh, yeah, it's just real funny. People, people will call the fire department for anything.
1: Yeah. You guys are like the, the last stop like, I don't know who to yep. send to this. Send them. I've had send people them. call me
2: because they had hogs in their yard. They're like, I got hogs in my yard. And I'm like, okay, this is the fire department. And they're like, I know, but I got hogs in my yard. <laughs> like, uh,
0: you live in
1: are Florida? they in Florida? Are
3: you you live it? in Florida.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they just, they call us for anything.
1: That is wild. Uh, that makes it exciting though, right?
2: Oh, here's one. You want to know one that people don't know that the fire department runs? I ran a call less than a year ago to get a cow stuck out of the mud in the middle of Saint John's River.
0: Oh, I've told Seth about this. We've multiple times. Yeah. uh, I had to bring
2: a boat. Yeah. A tech rescue truck and eight people and a bunch of equipment to get a cow stuck out of the mud in Saint John's River.
1: Yeah. I you know, if I got that
0: call, I'd be like, I don't know what to tell you here. I mean we can shoot it. Yeah, I mean, right. it, I mean it, it's pretty common, man. Live, cows and horses are expensive to the people that own them. Yeah. So it's yeah. get stuck in a mud hole or a swamp and they don't know what to do. Who do they call? Did you get it out?
2: Yeah, of Hell course yeah. we did.
0: Hell yeah. Like float that
1: thing out of there or what? That's wild. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a lot of rigging. <laughs> call in the helicopter. Yep.
2: We use a bunch of rigging. If we'd had a helicopter, it had been a whole lot easier.
1: <laughs> that would have been a great
0: picture.
3: Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome.
0: Oh man, Kara, oh, do you have any other thoughts? Anything you thought of before we jumped on today?
2: No, that's. I mean, they're all good stories. There's so many stories in the fire department you could do this for days on. Yeah,
0: yeah, I got. Mean? Yeah. I got to share one. Uh, it is a fire department and non-fire department story. Told Seth about this earlier.
2: I, uh, is this about musclemans? It is. <laughs> I knew. I knew that was coming up. <laughs>
0: Oh there's a there was a party called is muscle this, is muscle when she beat you up. She didn't beat me up. That's not what Jared said earlier. Yeah. Oh wait, that's not she kind of she kinda kicked kind my of. ass but <laughs> so when we were younger, we partied a lot, you know young as young fire people do, and there was a guy that had an annual barn party at his house, and there would be a band and everybody everybody was expected to stay the night like you'd camp in your. Tent or camper or whatever, you know, you could park in the back of the property and stay there. Nobody was supposed to leave, and that party got pretty wild, I imagine. And the thing, like the not the thing, like what's what's the word I'm looking for here? The one of the featured things at this party every year was was a tequila bar. If it would bring a bottle and just share tequila, you know, the guy would provide some food and a band and all the other stuff, but everybody had to bring tequila, and there was just this giant table full of tequila. That could go wrong. You put a bunch of firefighters and cops together with tequila. There's pretty much it was a fight every year, at least one
2: every year, multiples, Um, yeah.
0: (laughs) But one year when I was younger, like one of the first times I went, uh, I got really drunk. Not proud of this in any way, but it's a funny story. And I was I don't know what I had tried to do. I was trying to fight somebody or do something stupid. And Kara and her brother and a couple other people were trying to stop me. And they were like, I was so sloppy drunk that I I, I don't even know what was going on. But I tried, to, her brother was one of my best friends at the time, and he still is a good friend. Um, I tried to hit him, but I was so hammered <laughs> that I couldn't even pick my arm up and I just fell over like, in the dirt. In your
1: mind, it went a lot better than that?
0: Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, Kara, defending her brother, I mean, I mean, Kara was one of my best friends. Her brother was one of my best friends. Like, we grew up together. I wasn't actually trying to harm him. She jumped <laughs> on my back and just started kicking my ass, like punching me, scratching I, me, beating the hell out I of me. I literally
2: jumped onto him from the ground up to Milky's giant ass.
0: And I woke up with all these bruises and scratches on the back of my head and neck. And <laughs> what happened? What is going on? Oh, and then there was another time a dude fireman from another department fell off of the hay riding. his The trailer ran over his head.
2: That's, uh, that's not good. How none of us died at that party is nizzle. an absolute miracle. <laughs> we did
3: a lot because of stupid things. Because one of things. the
2: other, that was the dumbest thing we would do the entire year times <laughs> tenfold. Yeah. Because, do you remember this part, Milky? Do you remember when you and I went to Lake Joanna and pulled the boat out of the bottom of the lake to burn on that fire? Oh, yeah. On, on the, yeah. So at one of the other features of this party – they had two big features, the tequila bar and the fire. Well, every year the fire got bigger and bigger, oh, and yeah. we burned more shit every year. And so somehow we got hooked on we were burning boats.
1: Seems reasonable. And,
2: right, because whatever <laughs> would burn like the hottest. So Milky and I went to Lake Joanna the day before the party or, I don't know, the week before the party. Because he's like, there's a boat in the bottom of Lake Joanna. We need Me and to go my friends it put it there in high school. <laughs> so was, we did.
0: This was a winter part. This was a cold, like January, February. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, March maybe. But it was cold water. Dived down there and hooked that thing yeah, up. Yeah, it was 10 or 12 yeah. feet deep. Like We dove down there and started. Yep. It was a we fiberglass boat, boat. It was only like 12 or 14 feet. It wasn't big. But we drug it up on shore. After
2: we hooked it up. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's Awesome got on top we of the, the boat nobody's better at burning shit than firefighters i think uh, i mean it's just for, to make the fire bigger we're, oh yeah we were just idiot- i mean seriously we were kind of idiots for a while you know that yeah that's what it is sure. it's part of it blowing off steam maybe yep Or just being idiots we're just being idiots i it don't w- know we've all been there
2: all, a little <laughs> bit of both
0: oh <laughs> uh, Man, I, I had a thought a minute ago about something else really dumb that we had to go do at work, and it just slipped my mind. You're yeah. going to be thinking of these stories for the next couple of days. I I'm am. Like, Damn yeah. it. Yeah.
1: We'll have to just have her back on.
0: Well, one thing we were, Kara and I were both famous for, because of partly because of where we worked, partly because we're us, is uh, this is air quotes, jumping calls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We used to get the people and yell at us, like, get so mad at us. Is that like you're listening to the scanner or, or the regular yeah. radio, and you're like, it's before our county had a first response agreement meaning the closest unit goes yeah and if where are the couple units we worked most of our time most of our careers were around these cities so the county has enclaves within each city around between the cities and the edge of outside the city is is your county like that's what you run so you're always in and out of the cities doing laps pretty much all day and if you hear a call that you're closer to and it's a legit emergency you should go like that, yeah. that's how it works right i'm not going to drive past a drowning or a cardiac arrest or a, a working fire or even a possible fire like you you can't ignore that cuz everybody was dispatched on the primary channel yeah but all these little cities and their little dominions they would get so pissed at us for doing that and then so even mad even our and we officers,
2: would do it anyway like,
0: yeah, our own officers like they would try to yell at us and get us in trouble for for going to calls that ah, we sh- we should be going to, come on,
2: and we'd be like, "Go ahead, chief, write yeah. us up for going to an emergency call and yeah. doing our job."
0: Yeah, how's the public going to look at that? I think we'll right. be okay. Well, I mean, legally, right. if you hear that and you somebody could say, "Well, you were uh, you were had just cleared this other call, you didn't hear the cardiac arrest go out down the street, why didn't you respond?" And then you're liable for not going. Like it's your responsibility yeah. at that point. So good for you guys. We got in
1: trouble. Yeah, we
2: used to jump all the calls. I still jump calls.
0: Good. Ah, it's like (laughs) your job. It's your job. Yeah, it's a good thing, right?
2: The good news is, is as a battalion chief, I don't get in trouble for it at all.
0: (laughs) You want us to wait until you retire to publish this?
2: No, absolutely not.
0: (laughs) Awesome. You got to save some Mm -hmm. even
1: better stories for when you do retire, so then you can just—that's right—tell them all. That's the best part for us. We don't have anything to hold us back. Yeah,
0: I don't like. Nobody can really say anything to us about telling these stories. Yeah, so it's fun. I
2: know that's awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, we've got some uh, some other guests lined up some some of our old friends and some bigger names. Our show's growing, so I'm excited. That's you awesome, you could be part of it. We're gonna have you on again, definitely. I yeah. Mean, before we want to honor your time, before we close this out, is there anything you'd like to add? Anything you thought of or want to share?
2: No, I think I'm good, man.
0: You're all good. How's your concussion? Yep. Your face feel all right? Yeah, it feels a little better. <laughs> <laughs> See, laughing does that. Makes you feel better.
2: Yeah, Ashley, I'm always like saying shit, and Ashley's like, "It, hey, Kara, it's because you don't sit on the couch and watch Netflix. I'm like, how does shit always happen to me? Because I never sit still, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Ah, i use used happens. that
1: exact line. I used to get so much shit because I was always injured at at work, not from work necessarily, but like doing my normal life, you know, jujitsu, jiu- yeah. working out, whatever. And I would get so much right. shit, and I'd say the same thing. I'm like, if I sat on my couch, I'd never get hurt, And but... Right, exactly. I'm not
2: going to do that. It's not like you sit on the couch and watch Netflix. That's why you're get hurt.
1: Living life—that's good.
2: (laughs) That's right. I like it. That's right.
1: Well, I'm glad we got to meet. Thank you. I've heard many stories about you.
0: Kara's going to come out here and hunt with us one year. Cool. Cool. Let's do it.
2: Yeah, man. I hope to make it out next year. To be honest with you. Well, we're here. We're here. I just sighted two rifles in this morning to take the kids hunting. This I haven't hunted since my dad died—not one time. Really yeah wow. not one single time so which is really weird because you know I grew up hunting my whole life yeah. so I just hung a stand and this weekend's opening weekend so we'll I'll yeah, go awesome. out and sit well, see luck. how it
1: goes
0: cool Hope
1: that works out that'd be great
2: thanks yeah.
0: awesome well thanks for joining us yeah. and hope all it's right, not man. too hot down there
2: yeah it's supposed to be actually chilly this weekend is so it?
0: good yeah. enjoy your first weekend in the woods
2: all right you guys have fun cool All right,
0: bye care bye, thanks care.
2: see ya bye
1: Hey everyone! Thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoy the show, and we
0: would just like to mention a few things before you go. Yes, as always, we don't have any sponsors right now, so we are sponsoring this ourselves, self-sponsored. Fantastic. So what's your business, Seth? Uh, so I am
1: one of the owners of Ten Eight Real Estate, and if you know your brevity codes, like you're a first responder, you'll know that Ten Eight means in service. So we're in service all the time, taking care of our clients. Um, excellent little bit of news is that we have a new member of the team. Happy to announce. He's very hey. familiar. There <laughs> he is right there across from hey. me. Uh, Jared has joined the team. So we now have two retired first responders on the team. And then my wife would be the third person currently. She's the brains behind the operation, the boss lady. And we are uh, part of EXP Realty. So, um could be a good avenue for some of you that may be transitioning or retiring or finding a new career path or part time. Uh, feel free to reach out to us and we can help guide you on that journey in real estate. It's a wonderful, f- wonderful field to be in. That's correct. EXP is fantastic. Absolutely. Um, you can find us. Our website is 10 all written out 10 8 real estate.com. Um, on Instagram, we are 10 8 real estate. And on Facebook, we are at Ten Eight Real Estate. So hit us up, let's talk. And anything else to add?
0: Yeah, uh, our specialty on the real estate side is helping first responders find their dream home. Bring it, you know we got so your back. You want to relocate to North Idaho and soon to be Western Montana? Yeah, yeah. Um, hit us up, we got you covered. Yeah, we will uh, protect you like we're working a beat together. <laughs> That's correct. That's
1: right. I don't know what you what do you call it in the fire department? It's not a beat. Shift. Shift. Yeah, that's cool.
0: Like you guys are... first. Well, areas first do, shift is the literal time frame. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, there we go. All right, and my wife and I, my wife Ashley and I, we own two businesses here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. One is called Northland Strength. It's a training, um, strength and performance training training facility for athletes, for youth athletes. And then we also started a private school this year called Northland Training Academy. And you can find them at, at Northland Strength on Instagram and at Northland underscore CDA is the school, also on Instagram. And my kids go there. It's awesome. The model is fantastic. Hopefully, it spreads worldwide. I yeah. love it. That's one thing we're doing. We are cataloging and documenting all of our steps and progress. So, we are going to take this model that we've created and give it to people sometime next year. We'll be like, here, do this. Most people are scared to start their own school. They think they can't. They think people won't pay them money. They think all these things. Uh, most of that is just misconceptions or fear-based ideology that they've adopted so we're gonna help people
1: with that it's an awesome alternative to the traditional method yeah
0: oh we can't forget the show oh yeah if (laughs) if you want to find us (laughs) on instagram we're at copy that radio and the show is hosted at anchor fm and that's anchor.fm slash copy that radio you can actually send us a voice message from Anchor. And anywhere the description is listed on Apple or Spotify or Google, wherever you're listening, there is a link at the end of our episode description. You can message us. So if you have a story you want to tell, you want to share with us or somebody you want to connect us with, several people have reached out trying to connect us with first other first responders that have some crazy stories. We're working on getting them scheduled. Um, you can do that. Just sh- shoot us a message on there or Instagram at copy that radio. All right. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank <music> you.